Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. As always, this guy's fixing his microphone before we start, and we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. You got it. You did the whole thing. did, did it all. Um, yeah, here we are. We're here. Uh, it's the first time in a while we're not filming in the middle of the night. Yeah, we almost filmed in the middle of the night last night at like 1.30. We were too tired. Very tired. So we woke up and we're doing a traditional morning, morning. podcast. We used to do them at 10. Yeah, this was like our first... Uh, First like yeah, twelve podcast we would do at this time. So. It's ten oh two, which yeah. is exactly the same time that the podcast comes out on Mondays. Too. There you go. Wow, full circle. Yeah, hope you guys are having a good twenty twenty. Uh, we are into February, and this time of year, you know what you know what's happening right now? Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing a whole podcast <laughs> on Groundhog Day. The theology behind. Uh, Groundhog and Bill Murray. And Bill Murray. Uh, that's a great movie. Uh, speaking of movies, you know what's this Sunday? The Oscars. The Oscars, that's right. The Oscars. Uh, I almost said the Grammys. That was already, that already happened. The Grammys was last week, and I didn't watch it at all, but I heard there were some tributes to Kobe, which they Ugh. they put together in like four hours, I heard, because it was this literally the same day that that happened. Yeah, yeah it was that night. So super sad. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, just, it's just a horrible, a horrible tragedy, especially for uh, anyone that was a big fan of Kobe and... Um, you know, like he was like one of my childhood heroes. So it was, it was tough. It was a tough day. I think I, some, I read a post about it. I mean, everyone was posting about it, and someone said it was just like, you know, it, we don't, we don't know him personally, or we didn't know him personally, but uh, someone felt like they were part of their their childhood group of friends because they were all into basketball, and they like literally grew up with him uh, in their lives, watching him and rooting for him and supporting like what he was doing for well, yeah, basketball. It, and like you know, when you're when you're a big fan of a team, you know, when I was you know in Elementary school, middle school is when they won their back-to-back championships, and you know Kobe and Shaq were this the dynamic duo of basketball. It, uh, you feel like you're part of the team. We talked about that a little bit on our, on our sports episode. episode. Yeah, and and like I, I I had the Lakers are the only team I ever even had that with when I was a kid, mostly because I think it was the time when I got to me and my dad were together. You know, we we watched that together, and it was like some of the best memories I have with my dad. Yeah, um, when I was growing up. So, anyway, so uh, you have that strong emotional connection to uh, to that sport, to the memories in your life. But then the figure becomes inspirational as well. And so when we lose them in such a tragedy like this, you you know you you take it to heart. Yeah. Uh, even though, yeah, you're not personal friends with them or anything, but uh, they're you know it's just an icon in your in your life, and and yeah, it's, oh. it's rough. And the the thing about the the beautiful thing that we found out that was reported is that Kobe was at Catholic Mass that morning. Yeah, he literally like left from the mass. Left, I believe went mass to the airport. Yeah. Uh, so literally celebrating mass, receiving communion was the last thing that him and his daughter did on this earth. And that, as sad and as horrible as all this is, that brings me so much comfort with all this. Right. You know. Um, and Kobe actively talked about, you know, all the, all the struggles and troubles that, and, and things that he went through in his life that he turned to his faith to kind of turn him around. He talked about that in several accounts. That's it. You know, it's, it's turned to your faith in those moments, uh, good or bad. Um, and I, you know, I saw a lot of people that they were like, I can't handle this right now. I gotta, I gotta cancel these things that I got going on in my life. I just need to take time and, and, uh, I'm kind of spiraling out of control. It's like in those moments, run to Christ. Don't, don't run away from Christ. Like he will guide you through it, you know? So, and so, yeah, so that's the thing is, and, and the other thing is cherish the people in your life, guys, because this our, our we know our life on earth as Catholic Christians is only the smallest part of our journey that our, our journey ends with being with Christ eventually, hopefully in heaven. So, but cherish the people in your life now, you know? Yeah, because you don't know how long. I mean, this this time on Earth, this is like dark at the beginning of this know, podcast, sorry, but guys. it's 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 good. It's I think relevant. it's good to talk about. You know, I just came out here. Uh, we weren't planning on doing this podcast today, but I came out here yesterday for a funeral. But this was actually one of my friend's great grandpas. He was ninety nine, almost a hundred years old. Jeepers! And what a long, uh, amazing life. Uh, this I w- it was sometimes you know you get amazing eulogies at these funerals, and I I feel like I'm part of the family because I didn't know him, but uh, it, it's amazing, and I get to I feel like I, I you get to know him. I in get that, to know yeah. him in that moment. You know, it's a really beautiful liturgy, and but this guy was he served in World War. 
War II, and he became a general in the war, and then and then he joined the police force, and he was one of the founding fathers of the SWAT team. Wow, crazy, you know. Jeez. So and he lived this long life, but really, ninety nine years it it goes by like that, you yeah. know. So realistically, uh, you got to make the most of this time and and really uh, strive to be one with Christ while we while we are here and unite with Him in everything that we do because. Yeah, it's it's a it's yeah a quick and, time we got here and yeah, take the example you know of right. of the late the late great Kobe Bryant you know he made you know he made sure mass and being with Christ in the Eucharist was a priority in his life right in his busy life so we can do the same we can take that example from Kobe exactly um, anyway uh, but yeah so I came out here yesterday for that and then I hung around and I got to spend some time with family and I do have to jet out of here this afternoon because I got rehearsals and stuff tonight but we thought we'd squeeze a podcast in got and to. because we got. Oscars coming up. I figured we'd talk about some movies, huh? Yeah, sure. That's that's awesome. I'm, I, I love movies. So. Be a light episode. I was actually nervous about this episode because, like, I love movies. Who doesn't like movies? Right. There's man. probably some people, but uh, who does like movies? Like, I don't know. Like it's music. like I don't. It's like, <laughs> I don't like music. I prefer the idea of music yeah. more than I like to or listen. Like, to I it. don't watch movies. I'll just listen to the radio. <laughs> right. Or read the book. Read a book. Guess. Like, yeah, sure. We can talk. Well, that, that's maybe something we'll talk about. Is. Uh, you know, movies, the book, book for, book ad, I'm a bad movie ad, for adaptation that. from books. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, I don't, so like, I love movies, but I'm not like a movie buff and I don't really, uh, right. Have a lot to talk nor, about. Nor am I. So we're just going to riff here. We yeah. didn't, we didn't really plan much well, out, but we're going to riff on movies. And the, the reason we talked about this, cause I did a, a youth ministry night one time about, I found a bunch of different clips from movies and we, and we created a discussion questions with the, with the teens about, where do you see God in these clips? You know, where, where can we take, you know, our Catholic, Catholic values and, and, and lessons of Jesus in this movie? Like, where can we see God in these movies? Cause I think that it's important sometimes to, when we're out in the regular world, you know, and we're, cause like, we're going to see, nobody is just only Catholic stuff all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go out and you're going to do an experience, all kinds of different things. You're going to see movies, you're going to play video games, you're going to. Uh, read books. We gonna, we know a priest who's uh, extremely devout, but he goes to Disneyland all the time. And yeah, just, he like, goes on rides and stuff. Yeah, you're gonna you're st- we're still you know human beings that are gonna be in this world, and I think that the what we can do to keep Christ and acknowledge Christ always is look for him even in the secular things. Christ moves in everything, mm-hmm. and we can and and I think that he calls us to find him, search for him. Right, and in a lot of movies there is an intentional. Um, they write in intentional Catholic values right. or Christian values, but a lot of times you, we can interpret what's going on and they didn't, maybe they didn't even intend that, but like you can, you right. can see those Catholic values shining through those characters or those situations, yeah. even if it wasn't intended by the writers or the directors. Uh, absolutely. And that's something that that's what I did with this, the night with the teens. And I thought, I thought it'd be such a fun episode for us to kind of dive in and talk about, see if we can find some more in, in movies that we like. We're just going to kind of. You know, shoot the breeze and talk about some movies. So you probably got more of a, a foundation of, of all those things. I'm just going to riff on ideas about movies. Sure. Uh, well, let's talk about like, do you still, does anyone still watch the Oscars? Do you watch the Oscars? I have, I don't think I've ever, wa- no, I watched the Oscars. I, I don't remember what year it was. I'm going to look it up. But when Lord of the Rings won, I watched the Oscars. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess two, like the Return of the King, right? Return of the King's the only one that won. 2003. Like, so- 2003? He's looking it up. I'm going to keep it. Oh. 2004. Oh man. Um, so anyways, so close. we, we looked up best picture, uh, like the movies that won best picture from 2000 up until now. Yeah. And I want to, we want to go through the list and see what, which ones we've seen. Okay. You know, yeah. cause like these are like the, the best movies. Right. And I always think that like, I, 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 that's why I stopped watching the Oscars and I would go to these and my mom would be watching them and I'd go, I've never seen any of these movies. Well, I stopped watching for many reasons. One, I don't have cable anymore. So I also I, don't have cable. I can't watch it. I think that's common for a lot of people now. I think many people cut the cord and we're just on Netflix and our devices and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, live TV is out, which is another reason why I kind of fell off of sports. I used to watch like the Dodgers all the time. Right. Sorry for all you guys that are like Giants fans or whatever out there. Dodgers for life here, but I don't watch them anymore because I don't have live TV and then, and then live things like that. Like we didn't watch the Grammys the other night. And uh, and I, I, don't, I don't even know how much the Super Bowl, but like I don't want to watch them because it's like five hours long, and there's a commercial every four minutes, uh, and there, then there's all this filler and fluff, and the and, speeches go on too long, oh, and, and everyone's throwing their political they agendas throw around. Their agendas, yeah, like it's just like we didn't chat about it. But what's what's the girl who talked about uh, abortion? I don't, even, I don't remember her name. It's not even worth remembering she, her like, name. Um, but yeah, that she she said that she spoke about how 
she wouldn't have won the Grammy or the what the, the, Golden, the, the Globe Golden Globe if she didn't if get an abortion. She didn't get an abortion, and I was like, unbelievable. I'm glad that your hunk of metal was worth killing your baby for. Like, it's just, absolutely it's disgusting to be honest. And I'm, like, I'm, I very much like all of us as Catholics should be mm-hmm. very much pro life, choosing life always. Um, the life of a person and the human dignity of a person is more valuable than anything else. And like, one hundred percent. Like, if you're gonna like. Look at uh, the, the, the March for Life was just this last week in in DC. Yeah, there was hundreds of thousands of Catholics. And you know what's crazy is the women's march was like in two like San Francisco and uh-huh. I think also DC or somewhere, uh, and there was like maybe tens of thousands, but that got so much coverage and there was like, of course it did. there was like minimal coverage on the March for Life. And this was the very first time the President of the United States spoke publicly at the March for Life and wow. yeah, like barely any coverage. Uh, but like well, over 200,000 people, I believe, marched. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we could get it. Well, we won't get into all the politics of things. Maybe one day. Maybe one episode. Well, yeah, we're going to have an episode because we got some friends now that are key players. Uh, we might in be the pro-life. In movement. the pro-life. So we might be getting an episode on that pretty soon. Cool. Because uh, it's really a topic that needs to be brought to the light. I'm not saying we're the channel that's like <laughs> illuminate doesn't, everything. Uh, but at the same time, matter. like the more that the more the people are talking about being pro-life, right. the, more, the more awareness that we bring to it and the more that we can keep pushing pushing for life that's right that's right so yeah a lot of reasons why we don't watch the oscars but yeah all these all these uh actors and actresses actors and actresses that are that are spouting their agendas but like people hold them to such high regard it's like why why should i listen to you you just like read lines yeah people you don't even drive yourself anywhere (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah well Anyway, it's, it's well, wild. So, so here's, let's yeah, get back. Let's, let's get back to it. We're, getting, we're all over the place today. It's all right. It's fine. It's, it's early morning. We're tired. Uh, so here we go. Uh, in 2000, American Beauty won. I saw like half of that movie. Never saw it. It's 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 weird. Okay. 2001, The Gladiator. The it's it's just Gladiator. You're right. <laughs> you sound like it's literally right in front of me. <laughs> you say, like when old people put the in front. I'm sorry, anyone that's old. Oh, that's all right. People <sighs> just alienated our entire. That's everyone like, just. Everyone just. I could hear. I saw you on the off. Facebook. Um, <laughs> Gladiator. Love you guys. Love you guys. Oh man. So Gladiator. I saw Gladiator. Great movie. Good movie. Great Russell movie. Uh, um, then in 2002, it was Beautiful Mind. I never saw that. It was a Beautiful Mind. I love that word. There. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Never saw that. And then it was 2003. Russell Crowe, two years in a row? Two years in a row. Wow. Then it was The Chicago. <laughs> nope. Just Chicago. Never saw first, that was that the first musical that won? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I didn't see it. 2004, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. All right. We're going to run through this quicker. <laughs> we, got, we got like 15 uh, more years. 2005 was Million Dollar Baby. 2006 was The Crash. 2007 was Departed. Just Crash. <laughs> Crash was a surprise win that year. If you guys remember, Crash was the movie about race in, in Los Angeles. Also pretty political, very political. Um, and yeah, they, it was like they didn't win any award the entire Oscars. And then all of a sudden they won Best Picture and everyone was just like absolutely shocked. I forget what the front runner was that year, but uh, Crash just kind of came out of nowhere. And people still think that was a huge mistake. Because um, well, it was very political, very, very agenda driven. Well... The year after that was The Departed. Great movie. And then No Country for Old Men in 2008. And then we had, I skipped a bunch, The Hurt Locker was after that. Yep. And then The King's Speech, The Artist, Argo, 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, Spotlight, Moonlight, and The Shape of Water. You know what my favorite movie on that list is? Birdman. Did you see that? Nope. Oh, man. You got to watch that. I literally didn't see... I only saw 12 Years a Slave. Birdman is very similar. Within the last, literally the last seven years, I only saw one. We can talk about why that is in just a sec, but uh, uh, Birdman, that was by far my favorite on that list because it was a it was an interesting concept. First of all, there was the score was just a like jazz drums with no music, uh, no like actual instruments. That, like mm, drums are an instrument. It was just drums. Okay, uh, but it was very similar to 1917, the movie that is uh, a contender this week for the Oscars, in which it was a lot of it was like a one-shot sequence, or it was uh, it looked like it was a one-shot sequence. You know what I'm talking about in that, where 
where it's like a one take, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they use creative cuts to like, you know, when something blacks out the camera goes, but it looks like you're just kind of following along the characters. Mm-hmm. And 1917 took that kind of to a new level. Uh, it was, it, that was phenomenal. But it, it was interesting because uh, I want to get into this, and this is, might be why you haven't seen a lot of those movies. Um, I talked about it on the previous episode is uh, our culture is so just overstimulated with everything. Uh, movies back in the day were a lot simpler. We would follow like a storyline, sometimes two. Mm-hmm. TV shows as well. And now we that wasn't enough. And it was like three storylines that are split, and now it's four and five. And now we're following like a million different storylines, all these different things, and we're being inundated with uh, special effects and action and cuts and whatever. And so... 1917 is unique that it's just like it's one thing like you guys know the storyline it's just like two british soldiers have to uh go behind german enemy lines and and warn uh the troops that their attack is going to be uh foiled and they're going to lose a ton of troops that's like that's it that's the only thing and you just follow them in one continuous shot obviously it's edited but one shot through the whole movie and there's you're not following anything else you don't have to keep up with anything else uh, so for some people it might be kind of slow, but it's like, it's real, it's raw, but it's, it's different, you know, from all that we've been getting. So I think, uh, that's part of the reason that uh, a lot of these movies that win are, are a little bit more artsy and our culture is just like inundated with, um, just this overstimulation and, uh, secularism and, uh, like, like, do you want to go see the Transformers movie again? You all right? You boy, Am I boring you? Oh boy. Um, I just, I think I disagree a little bit. Sure. Because I like sometimes like the Marvel universe. I like that all those movies connect and they're all different and unique. Cause mm-hmm. I think that they are their own story that all connects together. As I think a lot of the times, um, as even in, uh, even in the scriptures, a lot of the there's a lot of different things that are happening in different times, but they all connect through God, you know, and they all kind of lead to um, the new covenant of Christ. Well, yeah, that what you said is it, yeah, it's I completely agree with that. Um, I think it goes back to whatever you do, do it with quality and do it right. So the Marvel universe, amazing. I am a huge fan, huge fan. I think everything that they did up to Endgame was just like it, it was some of the best filmmaking I've ever seen just like because it draws you in emotionally and you have all these storylines and, and arcs and everything going on but it's and it's in it's combined with all this crazy special effects it's everything that we have in cinema to this point like done super well but you look at the the flip side and the DC universe is just a disaster because they just bad movies they throw they threw all these storylines and arcs but did it horribly and all this special effects and did it horribly and nobody got anything out well, of it. it seems like they just tried to to recreate what was successful for in the Marvel universe. Right. They tried to like, they tried to go, well, they worked for them. So let's do the same thing where we'll make a bunch of movies and then connect them all together. And it was just horribly done. Right. You rush it. You don't put care and quality behind it and it shows and people responded yeah. and it was not great for them. So it goes back to whatever you do, whatever you do, do it well, do it with quality do it do it with care and devotion uh and that goes back to uh a couple episodes ago about ministering don't when you what was our episode on don't getting burned out uh is do it with care so i always talk about music you know people talk about uh the problem with the catholic church is all the the modern music and everything and adding drums and adding electronic instruments and stuff like that that's the kind of like the people saying that the the problem with cinema right now is all the special effects and everyone's just relying on special effects and stuff like that but we as we just proved that or at least in our opinion that the marvel movies can do it well you can add all that that technology all that new stuff in cinema and you can still create an amazing story you have the content behind it you have the the writing as long as the storyline is there and the, and that there's care behind it it's done well so mm-hmm. if you do modern music you can accomplish that. You have to make sure that your theology is sound, that you're doing the songs that are saying the right thing, that you're saying the right message. But if you put the right care into adding those instruments in the, the, the technology and everything, you can create amazing, amazing uh, uh, works uh, and, and music at mass that can lift people up. Yeah, I for sure. I, I'm, I'm into that. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't disagree that uh with the music thing i i'm i'm all about it and i think that uh 
it does really bring a new vibe. We've talked about it on tons of episodes. Um, anyway, and going back to, I think a lot of the times too, the reason that uh, that movies are the ones that the ones that win are because they're not like the the popular to the public right movies. They're like the like some of them. I don't even like. I'm like, was this even in theaters? Right. Um, but. You know, that doesn't really, you know, that it, it doesn't really. Matter, but so the, the, the public usually goes and sees the, all the remakes and the reboots and the stuff that they're already invested in. Mm. And that's, I, I think that's a, an issue in the movie industry right now. You know, how many, how many more times are we going to see another Star Wars movie? Uh, Hopefully forever. <laughs> I don't know that we disagree on this last one that just came out, but uh, the Transformers. I just said it before. How many Transformers are we, are we going to see? It's the same movie over and over again. That's true. It's just nonsense coming at you uh, for ninety minutes. But uh, we're the the movie industry doesn't want to create uh, original content because there's no invested audience. They're like, is it a book already? They go, no. All right, well, we don't have an audience there. Is this a remake or is this a sequel or a reboot? No. All right, well, then that's too, it's too risky, so we don't want to make it. So let's make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Great. That was a good one. Wait, is that, was they it already came out? They went back in time. I mean, they made it in the 90s. Well, no, like the third one in the reboot. You know? Oh, I have no idea. I, didn't I, see, I, I only I, saw one. So. It's a disaster, but, like, um. but they know that kids love the Ninja Turtles. I don't I don't know how kids still love the Ninja Turtles. Like how did that continue on past the 90s? I don't get that. But anyways, they know it's an invested audience, so they're like, "We'll just keep doing this and kids are going to go see it." And they do. And it's usually garbage, but like that's why they keep making that and original films with with original ideas kind of get pushed down and and like even if a great film comes out, sometimes people don't go see it cuz they're like, "What is this? I don't know what this is about. Mm, let me just go see the re- the reboot of whatever's coming out." Sure. You know. Um, and then those those ones that no one sees are the ones that win the Oscars, but like you know, not much, not uh, extreme amount of attention gets put on them for the major public, you know. Um, yeah, and I think that that's you know, uh, I think it's a good and a bad that it, it, a people I think need to be more open to the idea of of new things and of new opportunities and of new cool stuff. But yeah, you know, um, let me hear some of your movie, your movie, uh, um, so yeah, metaphors but- that you're that you're looking at. Like I said, uh, we I, I did a, a whole night on uh, where we were talking about uh, finding, you know, Christian Catholic themes in in movies. Obviously, there's there's the obvious ones that are, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia. Both of these authors, you know, uh, Tolkien, Lewis, they they were Christian guys that, that that wrote with those ideas like on purpose. Mm-hmm. They they wrote it that way on purpose. And like, look, the lion in, in that movie was like Jesus, literally right? Jesus. Yeah. yeah, like there's a whole scene in the the Chronicles of Narnia that I show at youth group where he sacrifices himself for the traitor, right, or for the guy that like all of us because in that that symbolization of all of us are traitors. We all sinned against God, so that this uh, you know, unguilty. Uh, a person would or lion would uh, give up himself, but they like they shave his fur. They do the whole thing, like just like just like the passion of, mm. of Christ, and then he rises again to help them win the battle. You know, but it obviously it's not right to the T. But a lot of people can see, like even um, in Lord of the Rings, th- that's my favorite one. That's probably what I'll talk about the most because there's so many in Lord of the Rings, and it's fantastic. But um, Gandalf, you know, sacrifices himself. To save everybody at the end from like the bow, you know, yeah, he gets pulled, literally pulled down, and goes down, and then returns as this more power. You know, he rises again as this more powerful being as Gandalf the White, and I see that a lot as you know, you know, Jesus died to then come back to show us the way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so there's a lot what of really, a, really what a great scene stuff. that was. Yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Um, that was cutting edge special effects back then. That was in the year two thousand, I believe. Well, I, but on that same time too, uh, the reason like they remade the Hobbits uh, more recently, and those did not do as well mm-hmm. because they used too much CGI. Exactly because the Lord of the Rings, the original ones, like so, like only like the battle scenes where it was like tens of thousands of people, but like for the most part. They hired like so many stunt and sword fighting guys to be like the orcs. There's so much makeup and stuff because they wanted it to be real people. There's there's something to that. Look at the uh, Jurassic Park movies. Why does the original Jurassic Park that came out in 1994 
can check me on that uh feel more real and, and relevant than the one that just came out two years ago whatever the dinosaur was real the dinosaur was real i mean it wasn't a real dinosaur but it but was an animatronic they made this thing and like these kids in the jeep are probably terrified this thing like literally t- and you feel that yeah and because they're not acting on some some guy holding up a green a like puppet, puppet yeah. and they're like this is actually a dinosaur you know yeah, right um but it, and and often like they they rush the vfx stuff so like it doesn't look that great right you know um yeah, but, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the, so the Lord of the Rings, yeah, that first one, they didn't have a ton of. They was the computers were still not that great in the year two thousand, so right. they had to rely on a lot of practical effects. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that that they had they put they they had no choice but they put that that care and devotion into it. They didn't rush it. Yeah. Um. For sure. So yeah, anyway, so like the, the yeah, the Lord of the Rings has like so many so many good ones. I we talked about it, I've talked about it on a Tuesday thought before. Uh, my favorite scene in movie history is when uh, uh, the main character, Frodo, is uh, like, he can't go on any longer. And like the burden of his, of this, of the ring is too much for him. And his friend uh, says that he can't carry the burden for him, but he can carry him and he picks him up and he carries him through the rest of the journey. And I think that that is so relevant to our relationship with God when we are so, when we feel so broken and so lost that we cannot carry on that, you know, God not only he, God's carrying the cross already for us. He's already carrying the weight of the world and the sin, but then He picks us up on top of that and carries both of us through. Like that's such a powerful image of that of of friendship, of love, of all of these things that Christ is that they show in that that one scene. And you know? mean, meanwhile, Gollum is trying to is trying to tear him down and take it back right. the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's just a constant battle There's between the te- of temptation right. and of 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 virtue and that's you know what we deal with on a regular basis is like there's there's temptation to just take it the easy way out or not not worry about doing what you need to do or or following God and then there's always God who's like you got to persevere You're like just keep keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a great um level of uh imagery there. Uh, the other thing that I that I would that I like to do is there is uh, a lot of in Disney. Disney movies are everyone loves Disney movies, right? And you got a Disney T-shirt on, right? Yeah, now. I'm wearing the Lion King shirt. Oh, um, we, we might talk about that Lion King remake in a second. Wow, um, really bad. Anyway, um, but there's so many cool um, ways that we can relate faith to in I think in Disney movies um, and if we look at these movies in a different way and we try to, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're searching for Christ in these movies. We should always be actively trying to see where, where can I find God in this? Mm -hmm. Because if we're not doing that, then we're just like, like just taking the movie for what it is, is great. But why not look and see like, where can I, where can I see Christ in this movie? Where can I see Christ in this story? Where can I see Christ in this character? Because we should be ultimately trying to look for Christ in each other. Why not look for it in, in these, in these fictional characters as well? Mm -hmm. That Christ is everywhere. Christ can be speaking to us, in a bunch of different ways. And I love that because like, I'll, I'll give you the, sorry for the spoiler alert. If anyone hasn't seen any of these movies that we're talking about today. Um, but I saw frozen two. I haven't seen frozen one. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a song. Spoiler alert. I've heard the song though. Uh, for frozen two, frozen one, frozen one. Uh, let, let it go. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. It's everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> so frozen two, I saw frozen two and I remember we walked and I loved it and we walked out and like everyone was talking about how great it was. And I'm sitting there like, I saw God all up in that movie, all up in it, all up in it, um, because you know the the premise of the movie. Again, if you haven't seen Frozen two, stop listening to this podcast. Um, I don't want to. I hate spoiling. Don't stop, people. please. Don't stop. Just um, skip ahead for like thirty seconds. Anyway, um, the the main character she is feels like called by something to go out and like she's like she's like doesn't feel like she knows what her purpose is in life and she keeps getting called by something and she doesn't know what the heck it is that's calling her. And she sings this whole song about how she has to go into the unknown. Wait, wait. This is going to be our first ever cliffhanger because this podcast is going by really quick. We're already at 30 minutes when we've got to change out the camera. So stay tuned. Cliffhanger for the rest for of the story. One second when it comes back. <laughs> okay. Wow, guys. Thanks for waiting. I know that was a long journey. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. So this in this movie, this, this uh, I don't know. What's her name? Elsa. Elsa. Thank you. I do know that. Anyway, I do know that. She, uh, she hears this thing and it's like calling her and it's calling her and it's calling her. She's like, I don't know where to go. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want, and they sing the song about going into the unknown. She doesn't know. I, I hear this voice and it's calling me to go, but I don't, I'm afraid mm. to leave what I know to go do this 
whatever, but I feel like I should go. And then she ended, the whole course of the movie is her journeying out and finding out what her true purpose is. And, and she had to go into the unknown in order to, to find out who she truly was. And I think that so many times in life we can all relate to that, that we feel something, a passion, a desire, a, maybe not a desire, but a passion, a, a calling, something that's like calling me to do something greater with my life. But we're afraid sometimes to take that leap. And I related to it so much in my life because I was like so many times where I'm sitting there and I felt like God's calling me to do more. God's calling me to, to really dive into this faith thing and, and do, do, do something, you know, before we started the podcast and before we started going out and speaking and stuff, I was like, God is calling me to something. But I knew that the life I had didn't want me to do that. Like there was so many things that were keeping me from doing it, but I, I felt this call to go and see what it was like there's 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 a reason I have this fire I knew it was from God and once I did it you know I started to realize you know, I think this is what God is calling me to do and I had to lose some you just things. had to take all that other stuff and just let it go yeah pretty much uh so yeah it, it, it was weird that I'm sitting a grown man in Frozen 2 and I'm like I relate to this movie yeah but it was because I related to this movie because I saw God in it you saw Christian values and you saw God um, in it and wow. it, was, it was really cool. That was a long tangent on Frozen Two. That's great. Uh, look at look at uh, Danny's spouting all these uh, these spiritual Christian themes and metaphors and everything, and I'm just like talking about the movie industry and VFX. Uh, so that's why I didn't want to do this episode. So thanks for bearing with all my tangents about uh, the movie industry. Can I ask you a question? No. Uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Did we already? Uh, I mean, it's The Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. What's your second favorite movie? Nacho Libre. All right, what are our Christian themes in that? Well, uh, he is a friar. There's, there's a good he's one. A, he's, a, he's a Catholic friar in that movie in Mexico. Um, and he, uh, he has, there's one of, my, one of my favorite monologues in there uh, is he talks about when he's going like to, he's, he works at an orphanage, uh, Jack Black. He's a, he's a, he, wants, he wanted to be a wrestler his whole life, but then he became an orphan, got put in the monastery, and then became a friar, and then he takes care of the orphans. That's mm -hmm. the whole premise of the movie. But then he wants to buy a bus for the orphans to go on field trips. For the kids. For the, for the kids. And then he, uh, <laughs> so he goes and he realizes, like, I'll be a wrestler. I can be a luchador. They make all the money in the world, but I'll wrestle for God. And, and then he goes and he loses and he loses and he loses, but they still pay him even though he loses. So he goes and he gets beat up and he gets beat up, and then he can buy all this stuff for the kids. And then they find out that he's a wrestler and they're like, that's a sin. You can't do that. And then he, uh, like he, like he is monk Alb catches on fire at one point And then he uh, like has his tights on and he's, you know, I'm like, Hey, nice. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he's like, he does this whole monologue about how tonight he's going to wrestle the strongest man in the world. And he knows that the heavenly father will be in the ring with him. And if he wins, he'll know that God blessed his mission to be a, a wrestler for him. And, uh, Anyway, so it, it's it's super funny. He ends up, he baptizes his tag team partner at one point. Uh, I saw it a long time ago. It's that's great. hysterical movie. I I laugh out loud every time I watch it, and I've seen it literally like hundreds of times. So you know you're gonna get beat up in this world, but like as long as your mission is is for God. It, it was the thing about like he knew everyone told him what he was doing was wrong, but he felt like God was pushing him to do it. You know, even if it was this out of the box thing. Um. And he did it anyway. He was like, but but this is what... And then he ended up winning the big one and he bought the orphans a big bus. And There you go. There's a lot of other like things that are a little sketchy where he's like talking about how he wants to break vows so he can... He's in love with this nun and stuff. But whatever. You look for the good. Nice. I don't think I have as many Christian values probably in my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Can you break that down? Uh, I haven't seen Back to the Future in a very long time. Um, Some, I make a lot of Back to the Future references sometimes at my choir practices with like my teenagers, right. and it shocks me. It saddens me, I guess, that a lot of them haven't seen it at this point. I mean, I even me, I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, when I was in college, I was I would stay at a buddy's house three nights a week. It was like they lived like across the street from campus. I would just sleep over, but we would put on either Back to the Future one, two, or three every single night before we went to bed. So I've seen Back to the Future one probably like eighty nine times. Wow. Or eighty-five times, or eighty-eight times, all, all significant numbers. Not eighty-nine, but in Back to the Future. What's what's the significance of eighty-five? I, I, I have no idea. That's the year they went back to. That's the, the year, year they went back. When they went from. They that's, went that's forward the year from eighty nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, and and they, they went they to go? like two thousand and well, they for in the very first movie they went to 
1950. They went back, and then when did they go forward? 1955 in part two, they went to 2015, which we already well yeah, passed. Yeah, and there's no hoverboards. We didn't get any of the cool stuff. I know. We got those knockoff hoverboards. They're like, yeah, they're actual hoverboards. They're not hoverboards. They have wheels. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Back I, to the Future. I, I wish I could break it down for you. I haven't seen Back to the Future. Enough I mean, times. like his mom falls in love with him, and he's that's <laughs> not a good. That's not it. <laughs> he's, um, he's got to get back to his own time. I uh, it, comment comment in guys if you can find the Christian theme. I think and values uh, here's the here's the thing about Back to the Future is is maybe it's the past is the past, and 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 things have uh, things have happened in our life that shape the world, and we cannot change that. But all we can do is continue to move forward and continue to chase Christ into the future. Don't live. You can't live in the past. You can only live moving forward. Boom. There um, you go. And that relates to The Lion King. Because The Lion, the Lion King. King was my next movie I was going to talk about. Because I actually think The Lion King has tons of uh, Catholic Christian values. I did a whole, I, like I said, it was one of the movies that I used in, my, in the night I used. Because uh, that scene where uh, Rafiki hits... Uh, he hits Simba with his stick. And he goes, look hard. Uh, no, <laughs> but that, that's the that, part. Okay. But, so the monkey hits him with the stick, and then he swings at him again, and, the, and, and Simba ducks, and he moves out of the way. And then he goes, see, now you've learned. And I see that as like, like when it comes to sin. Like sin can hurt us. It hurts our soul. It hurts our relationship with God. And we have to be courageous enough and smart enough to know that when that comes back around, get out of the way. When that temptation comes to be able to say, no, I'm not going to do this again. I know what this does to me. I know what this separates me from God. And that that scene where he talks about, you know, because uh, uh, he hits him and then the, and the line goes, why did you do that? And he goes, it doesn't matter what I did. It's in the past. And then he swings at him again and he moves out of the way. So it's like, sure, our sin is in the past. That doesn't mean that we can't learn from it and continue to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's like. What's the point of, of asking for forgiveness of something if you're just going to do it again, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally? Um, so that was one scene in The Lion King when we talked about the past and Back to the Future and stuff. That, that was a scene that really spoke to me um, in that movie. And it's the other one that I really like. It is that scene that you're talking about where he goes, like, look harder, you know, that, that your, your father lives in you. You know, when he looks in and he sees him in the water and he, and he sees his reflection and his reflection turns into his father's reflection and his father appears in the clouds and he goes like, you got to be who you were born to be. That's us as Catholics. When we, we have Jesus within us eucharistically, when we receive the Eucharist, Christ is dwelling within us. So yeah, he like that whole scene of the Lion King of like, he lives in you. The King lives in you. You are your father. You, you can do the things that your father has pushed you to do because he lives within you. That's just the truth. Our Heavenly Father in the Eucharist dwells within us, lives within us, and we can go out and, and do what he's asked us to do because he lives within us, literally, in the Eucharist. If we receive it, if we believe it, he lives within us. We are, when we look in the, our, our reflection, we, our hope is that we can one day see Christ because we want to be a reflection of Jesus in everything that we do. Wow. The Lion King. <laughs> also, when he's a baby, they anoint him with some kind of fruit but yeah. we can talk about There's, that could be like a baptism situation. Exactly. Um, they didn't use any water though. So. And then they throw Mufasa off the ledge and you know, they, wow. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then they remade, then they, then they remade it. And it sucked. It was so bad, you know, uh, but that <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Again, they're just trying to reboot. I think all the Disney reboots, they're, they're, they're lifeless, even though they're, uh, they're trying to be, a lot was okay. It was okay. It, it okay. wasn't great. You know, uh, they're trying to be so realistic. But the problem with the, the lions is like they're, they didn't train lions to run out. These are all digital. There's like they're emotionless. Is, it was like a real life. The real life they said there was King. one actual shot with a camera in the whole movie. Right. It's, the, the sunrise was the only shot. It was an animated movie, but they tried to make real life looking lions. But we fall into that, uh, that middle ground where they're not. You're like, something's weird about this. Well, here's the... No- <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and you know, you know, sorry if anyone gets uh, offended, but you know what? I don't really whatever. It's our podcast, so I don't care. Um, but the remake of The Lion King was not as rich, not as vibrant. They, oh, they, everything about it was not as vibrant. Yeah. All the color palette in yeah. there was like gray the whole yeah. time. It was just gray. They took out like a lot bleh. of really important parts 
they took out a lot of the really great songs. They took out a lot of the really key parts that made that movie good. The emotion. The they're taking the emotion every on an emotional level. They're squashing it. They're compressing it. So the songs. They're like, we need this to be real. Would these people really like in a musical? Would you really go out and sing? So they made him like uh, he even, like talked. He it. like talked their their lines right. and stuff. So it's like, but it, it, it takes the emotion out. Right. So and, and right. And the point I'm trying to make with it is is this Catholicism, right? The church that Jesus founded. There's so many different denominations of Christianity now. And they're kind of remakes of Catholicism. Reboots, you know, sequels, but whatever. They took out a lot of the most important stuff that made it so amazing. Yeah. Like the beauty of the Eucharist or the Mass or the sacraments. Uh that it's all it's gone. They took it out. And it, so that's why you go and you watch this remake and you're like, what? Where's where was like I remember watching it with my bro, my younger brother Jack who was just on the podcast and he goes and I went actually he'll be on the podcast in like a week or so <laughs> oh okay uh, spoiler alert um, but I was watching it and I was like uh they where's my favorite part like where was the song that I really liked like that was that it that's it yeah you know and and I remember like that's that's how I would feel if I went to a mass when there was no no Eucharist I'd be like wait what. Right. Where's the part that's the most important? They're like, nah, nah, nah. But look over here because we and, got all this like possessed. And I'm like, no. So I, I, I related to, you know, Catholicism was the original, is the original film, the original movie. We don't need to do, we don't need remakes. We, the original was great. And I think The Lion King is a perfect example of they remade it and it was a big dud. The big dud. They tried to just, well, it's basically the same movie. No, it's not. You're missing the most important stuff and the key vibrant things that will bring your life. You know, like you don't feel like when I watch the original Lion King, right? I feel awesome. I'm like, what a great movie. And when you feel awesome after a movie, I walked out of that remake. I was like, that movie sucked. Well, I, I said it before because I, I would talk about visual effects and stuff. But like the, some of these mega churches, they put they put on all the equivalent of VFX and it's like yeah. uh, all this music, this light show, this song and dance and crazy stuff. Uh, but where's the substance? We don't have the body of Christ, the body and blood of Christ. The Eucharist is gone. So like it doesn't matter how much crazy stuff is going on and how much people feel, but you're not receiving the Lord. And so all that is just. Uh, well, that's the thing is, is check this out is, is we can have all the lights and the sound and the magic and this and the, that and the pizzazz and all that great stuff and cool that some, a lot of that to a degree, really cool. But I will say this, I would rather have a mass with no music with 10 old ladies on a Wednesday night and have the U Jesus in the Eucharist than all that stuff. Right, and it goes back to... I the, would pick that every day of the week. It goes back to the point of, like, you can watch a movie with no effects, with, like, a couple shots, a couple edits, with one character that's, that would, on the surface, be, like, completely boring. You're like, why would I ever watch this movie? There's not, there's no action. It's just dialogue. Uh, but the writing is so intense. The characters, you... you empathize with them you are drawn into this story that you don't need all that other stuff and the substance is there and you connect with that movie and these kind of movies win the Oscars right. uh, and so you can have you can have that uh, at mass it's the, it's the Eucharist you can have those ma those daily masses with three old ladies next to you and it I actually was just at a daily mass at the at the house that I'm living in we have a chapel downstairs mm -hmm. and every Monday we have a daily mass and there's usually like 15 people there uh, that work at this office right. that I'm at. But everyone was like out of town at the, at the March for Life or whatever. And so this last Monday, a few days ago, uh, it was myself and two other people and, and a priest. And we celebrated Mass. And it was one of the most beautiful, uh, awesome. beautiful Masses that I've ever experienced. So no rad. music. Just, just the three of us, where two or three are gathered. Look, that's literally right I there. Love it. Uh, it was beautiful. And so, but not to say like throwing all that uh, visual effects equivalent into mass uh, can't be great as well because that helps us feel. But you need to make sure the substance is there. Look at the Marvel movies we talked about. They do it well. Right. They do both. They have the storyline. You are drawn in to the story, to the characters. You feel for them. So this, once the substance is there, you can add on the extras, the all the visual effects, all the sound editing, all the music, and then, then it's the complete package. But and that's all, why they're so popular. And it all connects to the source, to the, to the point of the movie, what the movie is trying to say it has a what, purpose it has a purpose of what the creator writer director intended exactly it's not fluff for fluff's right. sake right which goes which is then i'm going to lead into my next point of 
We have an author, director, writer of our story, and it's God the creator. He wrote, he directed, he created our life. He gives us the beauty of the free will so that we can, we can piece it together as we want to go along. But that, all that stuff that we're talking about, stuff that we want to add, if we want to add the cool fluff and possessing great things to our life, which is great, you know? All the world is, we have afforded a lot of amazing things. But if the things that we're doing in our life do not ultimately connect us back to the point, to the source, which should be God and living for him, then it is all just fluff and nonsense. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do should connect us back to God. God should be the focus of our story, of our movie. The life of our movie should ultimately always connect us back to God. So live your life as it's the original uh, movie. Don't live your life like you're the uh, fifth sequel of the reboot, right? I guess that's well, what yeah. I'm well, it's the thing is like we, we all are living life somewhat as a supporting character. Jesus should be the main character of everyone's life. Mm. If Jesus was the main character of everyone's life and we were all supporting characters, lifting each other and lifting all of us close back to God, back to Jesus as the main character, imagine how the world would be. Yeah, because it, it, us that think that we're the main character, uh, we have the wrong point of view. Exactly. So yeah, uh, you might not get as much screen time, but it's it's a, a more, more of you, less of me. Right. That's the mindset we need to carry through. And even if... Uh, you know, you're the primary focus of, of this movie that I'm living in. Mm -hmm. That's what's important because that's that's what draws people in. That's what that's what right. lifts people up. That's what uh, helps us grow closer to God. And so we are there to support Him. Yep, I, I want to see Jesus in all my main characters. Where is God? Where where can I see God in this? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same with us. The main character of our story. I I want people to. There's a there's an awesome song uh, by Jeremy Camp. I actually like him a lot. I, I'm not a big I, fan. not a big fan, but he uh, there's a song called Christ in Me, um, and he talks about his whole life. He wants it to be when people look at me, I want them to just see Christ in me. Don't see me, but I want you to see Christ. That's what we should be striving for. Um, and when we see and maybe when we see these movies, where's Christ in this movie? What character is displaying? Maybe it's all of them. When are these characters displaying Christ? How can I take that and, and use it as an example in my life? Mm -hmm. There's so many uh, movies that have examples of, of sacrifice, right? And Jesus says that it's, there is no greater love than one to lay down his life for his friends. What Jesus does, he showed us that example. He was, the, he was the sacrifice that saved the world. And then you see all these incredible movies of characters sacrificing themselves for their friends. Sacrif and and it, it's a constant theme in every movie. You know, that goes back to Jesus was the sacrifice that saved the, the world. He's the original story. And in all these movies are taking that, the beauty of his sacrifice as a example. Everyone's like, oh, that movie touched me so much because uh, the only one I can think of right now is uh, Inside Out because I was watching it where the pink elephant guy pushes them off and he falls down. And he disappears. And he's like, go, go save the world. I, I, I'll take the fall. You know, like or we talked about in the Mar in, 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 in Endgame. In Endgame, Tony Stark, boom, he, he sacrifices himself so that everyone else can live. And it's all of these, and everyone's like, I connect with that so much. Hello, <laughs> Jesus is that. He sacrificed himself so that we could live, so that we could be free. Every movie we watch, everything that we see, where we connect with these characters and we're like, that's so beautiful, that's so amazing. They, Jesus did it first. Jesus is that for us every single day in our life. Every day we wake up and have the opportunity to live is because Jesus died for it. Yep. That's, and that's it. I got, I got all uh, riled up. That's good. Danny has all the mic drop moments in this episode. I'm just here for, I'm, I'm the fluff and you're the, uh, you're all the, the, the actual content, but not all, not all movies have that theme and not all movies. You can see Christ. There's plenty of movies that are like, wow, what was that? Uh, you can use those as examples of what not to do or examples of themes that don't align, well, but like be able to see of course. the difference. And, and sometimes you're going to see a movie just for the sake of the movie. Yeah. Which is okay. Like too. I just saw the movie bad boys. It's like Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Two, yeah, yeah, or Three. Bad Boys Three, the one that just came out. I've never seen any of Bad Boys. I think I saw them back in the day, but like, it was like, why did this? Why did they make this? No one really asked for it. It was not bad. It was, but it was like sure. there was not much there. Or like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> what was the point of that movie? <laughs> but it's so funny. Um, yeah. So there's sometimes there's movies just for the sake of movies. Yeah. But if you can look for God, 
I mean, I've, I've seen Bishop Barron do some analysis of some movies where you're like, I never thought I could see any Catholic values in that. Right. And he I pulls love it that. Out of there. Oh, I love that. You know? Um, so he had, there's a, go on Word on Fire and search like any of his movie, movie analysis. Of, yeah. Okay. There's some, some great, great stuff. And like some, some like, you know, explicit content, hard R films that are like, you would think, oh my gosh, like, how, how could you possibly see yeah, God in this? It. And like, it's, but it's blatantly there. We just have to look for it. That, that's it. That, I think that's the point I'm, we're trying to make in this episode. It's there. You have to look for it. God is everywhere, but we have to look for him. Sometimes this world, sometimes this world has an R rating <laughs> and you're yeah, like, oh my, oh my gosh. Like, how could God be here right. in these horrible things that are like, we just, like, we just talked about earlier in the episode, the tragedy of loss of the Kobe Bryant and all the other people on that helicopter. Where's God in this? Yeah. How is this movie having hap- yeah, have a happy ending? Yeah. How, where does this end? This is horrible. Where could God be if God is so good? And that's the challenge that we have to look for is that trust and that faith in God that there is good, even if we can't see it right away, yeah. even if we don't understand. We don't know. We don't know. We, we don't have a copy of his script, yep. of, of his storyline. Yeah. You know, we have to trust and know that he wrote the perfect story for this universe, for all, all of our lives, for this world. We're never going to be able to see it. Uh, until nope. uh, you know, when, once we once we pass into if this God life willing, and, we get to heaven. Then maybe, but and we're when we're one with God. But right now, we have to trust that that script is done absolutely perfectly, and that um, that there's a purpose and a meaning for everything. Yeah, Amen. So, uh, Oscars this Sunday. Check, not, check it out. Wa- I'm not, not going to watch it. I'm not we'll, watching. I'll, I'll, I'll Google Oscar winners and see who won, uh, and we'll probably see some cl- some clips of like some weird uh, acceptance speeches. Yeah, yeah whatever. I, you know, uh, it's gonna be care. it's gonna be wild. But uh, so go out, go see some movies, but like look for those values, look for those Catholic values in them. Yeah, and and uh, that's it. And if you don't, make sure you follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Twitter. Uh, we don't. We haven't done anything, anything on, on Twitter. Twitter like but, yeah. nothing. Give us a follow. <laughs> ch- uh, check us out on all the uh, on all of our social media. If you feel the need and or if you feel the uh, calling, uh, we would love for your support on Patreon. It helps us too with our equipment, with our travel expenses, with all that good stuff. Um, we'd love to have you be on that. Uh, we do have merch coming soon. I know we say that every episode. I promise we are working on it. It's coming. Coffee mugs, T-shirts, whatever. We're gonna get there. Um, if you were going to be at Religious Ed Congress in L.A., uh, the Anaheim Convention Center in February uh, 20th, 19th, 19th, 20, 21st, yeah. uh, we will be there. Please come and say hello if you're there. We'll be walking around either together or separated. I'll be singing at the Young Adult Mass on Saturday evening. I'll be attending it. Daniel will be there. Uh, I'll be at the closing mass and the opening ceremonies. Cool. I'll probably be at the opening ceremonies too. So you will be around. We'll be doing various things. Yeah. We'll be walking around. We'll be filming, uh, doing some interviews and stuff. So please come and say hello. Yeah, come say hello. Let's get you on our Instagram story, whatever. Uh, but we'd love to meet you, see where uh, see where you guys are at, Absolutely. see what, all the great things you guys are doing. But it's a, it's a wonderful event. If you guys don't know about it, it's it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is now like four miles from my house. Nice. And it's like twenty to 30,000 Catholics from around mm-hmm. the United States, but some come globally. And it's just a time for... Uh, uh, for community. community, community for reflections, mass, for prayer, mass, yeah. for uh, there's for, confession for all day. It's it's an amazing day. Prayer. Weekend. There's talks. There's booths that you can go walk through and buy good, awesome Catholic uh, goods, and then you can just like yeah, you, you yeah. network in community with with all your fellow Catholics. Yeah, and we'll, we'll shout out. We'll probably be hanging out there a lot uh, over the course of it. Is uh, our buddy Joe is always there. Joe Melendrez will have his booth there. We'll probably be hanging out there a lot. Uh, so go check him out. Godswag Apparel. We just gotta always shout out Joe. But yeah, come say hi. We'd love mm-hmm. to see you. Yeah. So go uh go <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll uh, we'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. Peace.